1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18-plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers.
2: It makes you look really smart, even if you're
1: not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey do Shoes, light, comfy, good to go to. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Coleman. and joining me right now is Max Cohen and Yana Shineas. This is our post-match show of Fulham's 2-0 loss to Crystal Palace on Saturday. This was a very bad loss for Fulham, and we're going to be going into it in detail, and it should be very interesting to talk about it once again. All right, guys, before we get into the show, Max, I'm going to go to you, and I want to get your opening thoughts, see if you feel any different from us doing the full-time show but I'm going to share this with you and I want you to try to guess who wrote this on Facebook and I think it's going to become obvious someone wrote this yesterday about 20 hours ago and let's see if you can figure out the person and by the person's thoughts here he put this in several Facebook groups full until I die however here are my thoughts Tony Khan must step down Raniere must go now and here's why poorly (laughs) set up today Kearney is not a wide player. Failure to bed in youngsters into 18, Stephen Session, Eden, etc. Bring on Fosu instead of Sess, sacrilege. Bring on Ayite instead of Sess, unforgivable. Acute lack of fight. Team has quit on Claudio Ranieri. Call me mad. It's time for Allardyce. <laughs> okay, Max, who said that?
0: Mm, Sounds like someone uh Pretty close to both of us. I think it's going to be Giannis uh, wrote those words. <laughs> and you know what? Um, I, I, I'm I going to disagree with some of that, but most of that, I think he's 100% spot on. I really do. And it's hard for me to say because if you guys recall, I remember back in November or whatever, I was pretty okay with Slavisa being sacked, of course. Yep. It, it hurt because it meant so much, but I was okay with the decision. Have you I changed thought it was the right mind? call. And I also thought renieri was the right man. Okay, I was someone very early on who said, listen, this guy has a pedigree. That's going to be good for us. And I'll put my hands up here and say, I'm I'm wrong. Wow. If you look at what Ronieri's done since he's come over, took over from Slavisa, he's righted, he's taken a ship that was really sinking, right? Yep. We were shipping goals. We were losing matches. He made us more solid. And he's made us a better team. I strongly believe he's made us a better team. That being said, he's not done enough. And in many cases, he's made us a worse team. What I'm going to say is that the things about the substitutions, the way he's treated Sessignon, for me, it's still. I was in, I was furious yesterday after the match, and I still am. Okay. Because that is unfavorable. That's top up there. What he's done to Kearney is also top up there because he's taken a player who can be so critical to us and shunt him out wide. And he's also taken away, I think, I hate to say this because it's a bit of a cliche, but he's taken away what made Fulham what it was. You know, I think I don't see that. That same identity. If you ask me, what is Fulham now? What do we stand for in the Premier League? I, I couldn't tell you, Russ. We play a back five, but then we switch to a back four. We don't have, the, apparently, the players engineered that second half comeback against Brighton because he, he reverts right back to the same poor defensive, just negative back five to, to start off against Palace. The, the tactics of bringing on, you know, Aite, it makes no sense. It's, it, it just feels directionless, Russ. And at this point, I mean, I don't know if I bring in Sam Allardyce, but it, it's tough because there are 13 matches left to play around about, and I just cannot really see area. I don't have confidence in him anymore to bring us out of this mess. I really don't.
1: Wow. Well, I just want to say this. You admitted you were wrong. That's very big of you to say <laughs> that when we go back to the whole thing about Savisa. I was not in favor of it, but when Ranieri came in, I, I was in favor of who was coming in for him. Has it worked? I don't think it's worked enough and that's the way you put it. So I'm there with you. All right, Mr. Janaeus, you got us started with your post from yesterday. I thought that'd be a a fun way to get us going there. The one thing that stands out to me, and I said this on the full-time show, I was thinking about it this morning. It's the Tom Kearney thing that I can't get over. I I know you're focusing on the session. thing even more. You've mentioned that, but for me, it comes down to Kearney. We all know Kearney should not be in that position that he's in. And, Buddy Ranieri has all this experience and why can he not see what we all can see? That's what I just don't understand. Is it just that it's my way? This is how we're going to do it because Tom Kearney out wide is a square peg in a round hole. And that's where really Ranieri has lost me, Giannis. So I understand why you put that in, but you also had some other good points. I'm not sold on Allardyce either, but I want to go back to what, Max said, saying he was wrong about the whole situation with Slavisa. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I thought
2: about this last night, and, and part of my, my angle towards Ranieri might be because he's 67, 68. I mean, it might be his last coaching job. It might not. He's got lots of money, and he doesn't care what people think. Uh, and that might sound like an ageist thing. But um, uh, when he was at Leicester, would he have played Danny Drinkwater as a fullback? Right. You know, I mean, as a, would, would you play Jamie Vardy as a, as a as a right, you know, as a right-sided midfielder? No. So then, why the hell is he playing Kenny out wide? You've got the fans singing for ninety minutes, bring on Sess and he won't do it. And I'm I'm convinced that's out of spite more more than anything else. Okay. And um, you know, and the upshot is, fans were really really pissed off. And I think it's the thing behind Allardyce is, well, if we're going to go down. We, we might as well go down with a fight, because the second half yesterday was awful. And, and by the way, with the amount of movement that I saw yesterday from uh, players like Fosu Menta, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be picking up the phone, I'd be calling Goodison Park, and I'd be signing Goodison Cat, because he might <laughs> give us more mobility. Because after his performance yesterday against
1: Wolves, <laughs> I think he might have helped us yesterday. <laughs> Well, what's funny that you bring up fosu Mensah, and I've actually seen this on uh, Twitter as well. My comment was, why was he so non-aggressive? He was non-aggressive, and I just did not understand why fosu Mensah was not aggressive Giannis. And I just think it was out of fear. He didn't want to make a mistake. But in that situation, you should basically take the opportunity and say, I'm going to make the mess of it, and I'm going to try to make something happen. And he did the exact opposite. He played it safe, and he played right into the hands of Crystal Palace. Because if you read the comments from Claudio Ranieri after the match, a big thing that he's wanted the players to do is crosses in the box for Mitro. Well, again, part of that is that you need to be more aggressive, Giannis. And Fosso Mensah just demonstrated what not to do in that match.
2: Yeah, it was just you know what? Let's be honest. This is bloody awful. What was for I mean, why the hell was Fosumensa out there? I mean he he's he's basically hijacked the club by saying he's not going back to man U. Nobody wants him to play, but he brings him on and he's still got Sess sitting on the bench. And then when you got a chance to give Sess a few minutes, you bring bloody Aite on again. Oh yep. my god, I mean it, it, it just, it's 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 bloody mindedness. That's what it is, bloody mindedness. And it's like he doesn't give a crap. And the upshot is, as I said, the fans are pissed today because Cardiff went and won, and hey, credit to them. All credit to them. But this was a winnable game, and we're seven points behind now. So now you look at it, and with the fixtures coming up, you've got to say, well, it's not looking great. So isn't it time to cut the losses and just get a manager and new might? I don't know. We remember from 12 years ago. So, you know, is it time for another miracle? But it's not Ranieri that will bring it.
1: Well, right now, it doesn't seem like he has uh, the right ideas to keep following up. He, again, I think a lot of it has to do with the players, Giannis. They they just don't have the right players. They have too many championship players. We've talked about it. But can someone get something else out of them that he hasn't? I don't know. I mean, that's the 100-pound question here. I, I don't know. And I understand why you're bringing it up, but wouldn't this be similar to bringing in McGaff at this point, Giannis, like we did five years ago? <laughs>
2: Uh, I think so. I think I think so. But I just I just feel that the way you know Alanis gets a uh, he gets to me a big he gets a bum rap. But don't forget that he was England manager and his brief tenure was well, the one game he did win. And um, you know what he was considered good enough for that. His his record speaks for itself, and it depends okay. on what the ownership think in terms of how much is it worth to try and stave off the drop. And are you going to win? Are you going to start with Ranieri? And the answer's got to be a no. So then if you're going to do that, you might as well pay him his two-year 2, two year contract off. They've got enough money. And just see if you just throw a, what do you call it, a Hail Mary. And then see what happens.
1: Yeah. Listen, it's uh, puzzling. And now, uh, Max brought up a good point. And then I'm going to share my thoughts on the match again because uh, I don't feel any better. I'll just leave it at that. But... What did you make of the fact, Giannis, that the last match, we're talking about the Brighton match, they ended with a flat back four, and then he decides to go with a back five, three center backs. Why do you think he did that? I'm just curious your thoughts. Am I going to be kind or am I going to be diplomatic? Uh, I'm
2: non-diplomatic here.
1: Be non-diplomatic. Be (laughs) ruthless. (laughs) Um,
2: Because he's a village idiot. (laughs) I mean, I, I mean, if I was being nice, I'd say um, he had a gut feeling about, you know, the fact that Zaha wasn't playing and, okay. you know, with Van Arnholdt and, and Townsend um, and Schlupp, that he that he could count it with three centre-backs. I mean, it's naivety personified. The village idiocy piece is if it's not – if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. It's obviously, but, but that's just village idiocy because if, if anybody else can see it, but you can't and yet you're the person – that's that's there at the helm. Then you're doing it for two reasons: either to be, a, you know, for bloody mindedness, or you're, at, or you 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 completely oblivious. Or is and he I, tinkering I for the sake letter.
1: of tinkering because he's known as the tinker man? Is he doing it because he's trying to outsmart Roy Hodson? He th- he feels he needs to be one step ahead. He's thinking, well, wow, Roy thinks I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do this. Well, I don't
2: know if there's a physical thing such as a tinker. But if I did have a tinker, I know what I'd like to do with it. <laughs> and it would involve it would involve Claudia Ranieri and possibly an orifice because it he, he, he was a game we should have won. Yeah, everybody else knows we should have won. I'm not getting and... off
1: that, by the way, because I no, went on Twitter difficult. and I said the points were there for the taking. And, and uh, a writer for The Guardian came at me a little bit. I said, again, this is no disrespect to Crystal Palace. But if you look at them, they were there. There were the no match good. match was there for them. There I'm sorry points. it was. You know? so,
0: you're right. And, and we offered nothing. I mean, I watch it back, and I'm thinking, there should be some fight. We never, we never shot on target at all match. I mean, the Metro chance, was that our best moment of the entire 90 minutes? It was. And, and that's pathetic. That's the most pathetic thing, was that there was no kind of realization that, wow, this might be a really defining moment in our season. There was no replication of the fight back, you know, no. the Biden fight back. Where was all of that? The no. players didn't even seem to realize. There just didn't seem to be a moment where they click and said we need to play. It was a really good metaphor for I think this entire season, guys, which is just one long sleepwalk to relegation, which is just how I I hate to say it, this is how I see it going. There well, was the no nothing, was jolted in, in, nothing jolted us in nothing jolted us into action here. Yeah. No.
1: The opportunity was there. He switches it up at halftime, changes to what he did after the Brighton match in the second half, and it didn't work this time. And he talks about that in his manager reaction. I I don't want to even read the comments from that I was thinking about. So, you know what? I'm not going to read it, (laughs) honestly, because I'm that upset about it. It's like I I don't even want to read Claudio's comments because I'm just dumbfounded by some of these decisions. Like I said, is this stubbornness? Is this trying to outthink Roy Hodgson? Because how can he not know at this point that – Tom Kearney's best position is not wide. It's central. Why are you doing this? Why do you continue to do this? He's done it a few times, so this isn't the first time. But in a match that you needed to win, play your players in the best positions to succeed. Giannis, I'm getting ready to watch a, a Super Bowl here, and I know a coach that does that. Claudio Ranieri did not do that yesterday. No, he didn't.
2: No, he didn't, and that's that's the frustration of you know all the, the fans that filled out the away joint that walk that charity walk the people listening and, and watching around the world. Yes, you know the first twenty twenty five, but but and, and to boot and to boot, one of the big things that came out yesterday was in the press the, the presser afterwards, the BBC interview where he you referred to Cyrus Christie as a fool.
0: No, no, actually, yeah. I, I think that's misinterpreted, to be honest. I think he said stupid foul.
2: Stupid foul. I think that's immediate. Oh, I I, uh, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's been in England, he coached in England long enough to know the difference between a foul and a fool, surely.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's just, I, I think it just uh, people are,
2: the, the audio is being misconstrued. Okay. Mind, his, you, we, mind you, to be fair to him, that's what yeah. we thought at the time. I mean, I was at practice, I went to a, a practice about an hour after the game, I, I was at practice, and one of the parents came up to me of my team and said, "What was Christy thinking?" That was hilarious. <laughs> he had to, I mean, it, it, you know, he, was, he had to stretch out to handball it. It was brilliant. So I knew him up, but he's a volleyball player. <laughs> and what was he doing? And by that time, again, when the when when you know the, the penalty went in, you could tell that was it. It was um, and that was a and that's the, the
1: part, yeah I'm glad that you said it. That was it. It never should have been it after that penalty. It never should have. And that just shows you the type of team that we have. You should be able to come back from that. And they didn't at all. In fact, they went yeah. in the other direction.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, actually, and it is int- it, it, it's, I'm wondering what that change room was like as well. It, you know, we've talked about potential next manager, Scott Parker. And yep. I know that some people have reservations. And I'm really curious to be a fly on the wall. In terms of what is happening inside that changing right now, and what the mood is like with the Kearney situation, I and mean, let's look what he's done. Mac has been exiled, all right? he's yep. lost his, his his captaincy. We've sold players, fair enough. Um, he's not playing. Sess. Um, fosu mentor shouldn't be there. Then he brings him on. I mean, the mood of the camp right now must be just grim, especially after Tuesday, where you had a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and um it's it's really unfortunate. we've got manure next, and that's not going to be any easier either um that's why I think I still think in the next day or two we may get some movement. It depends how the ks look at if they watch the game may you know and say oh, this just isn't working, and see if they make a change. It wouldn't be unusual to have three managers in the season, so well, we've done it already so <laughs> we've done it already, so I mean you, i say I say. I say you've got to get this, the man who's best equipped to possibly do the unthinkable here. Okay. And okay. I say, why not?
1: Okay. Fair enough there, my friend. All right. I'm just going to share this as Max already talked about. And I can hear your frustration, Giannis. And this is a day later. We did full time. And you already said we're probably not going to feel any better a day later. And uh, I got to tell you, I actually feel worse. I, I didn't think that was possible, but I actually feel worse because I've been on social media. I've been on friendsoffoam.com. I actually posted something on friendsoffoam.com, basically just mentioning that the championship isn't the end of the world to me. And there have been some interesting comments after my post, and I understand them, and I respect everyone who has posted. Uh, if you see my post on Friends of foam, feel free to post on it and share your views on it. But I don't feel that it's the end of the world if Foam get relegated, like I did the first time. I, I know what to expect, plus, I know that Fulham will have to sell their best players, but I think they're going to have a good amount of money to rebuild. So that's why I'm not dreading it like I did the first time around. But the mood amongst fans is not good, Giannis. And uh, I think that's why I feel worse about this, because I feel bad for all of the supporters that went to the match, everyone online, everyone's upset. And you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I thought I saw it against Brighton the whole valley. I think that's what angers me even more, Giannis. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, 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 it's it, it's almost like it's it, it led us down a, into a sort of false sense of security. We thought, okay, well, we've beaten a decent side in Brighton. And then, um, you know, and then we come out and we lay an absolute ruddy egg. Yeah. I, I just, uh, and again, it's, and, but it, and again it, it, it's a shame. Because the first 20, 25, I thought we played well. We, good I'm glad that you said
1: that. And I want to make sure that. To- emphasize this, because I don't think I've done it enough. They started the match brightly, and then it really changed after the penalty. So, well, I want to give the chance. players credit for that.
2: Yeah, and Mitra, Mitra had that chance, um, yes. you know, which nine times that ten he put away. That's fair enough. Okay, that's one chance. But again, it's it's an individ- It's an not the collective defense collectively how we defended yesterday. It was the individual errors. The, the, Cyrus Christie's face when that penalty was given, when it went in, and at half time, said everything he needed to know. He looked absolutely sick. But the fact, the fact is, you know, we've got two fullbacks or so championship players, yeah, and doy and as well. So what, what do you do? I mean, we've had injuries, um, and it's just not gone for us. And it was just, it's comical. And um, by that time, by that time, you, we thought we'd come back. The second half was just so underwhelming. We had, it looked like we had no fight.
1: None. And I think that's what really just upsets me even more. Because if you look at it, and Max, you've said it. Now you've said it, Giannis. And I've heard it from Emilio when he was on Love Sport. Talking about those first 20, 25 minutes where Fulham looked like the better side. And I'm going to agree with that, honestly. Because they looked like they were controlling the game. And then you have the situation with Cyrus Christie and everything changed. And I'm sorry, it doesn't need to all change by giving up a goal. You shouldn't feel so sorry for yourself. I'm talking about not just him, but everyone else, that you can't recover from that. A strong team can recover from that. They didn't. So they are where they are because they can't recover from giving up a penalty and the other team scoring. Sorry, not good enough. In fact, poor. Actually, right. Russ. Yes, I find it. I find it incredible that there's, there's still one team worse than us. It's amazing because it? honestly, we should be the worst team in the league. Oh, probably. but Huddersfield oh, Town is yeah. worse.
0: Uh, that Huddersfield Town match, I mean, that was that was terrible. And you saw they're worse than us. And that, so I, I think we're terrible. But that was one of the worst Premier league matches that I've ever seen in my life. When I was there um, late December, that 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 truly was a championship encounter in, in the top yeah, flight. So it
1: was, and.
0: It uh, was t- I think we're going to face them like again next year so.
1: Oh, I am we'll planning on that honestly because <laughs> I've gotten to the point guys where I've accepted it and but, that was also what I did this morning by going on Friends of Foam. I really have accepted it, but that doesn't mean that I'm not upset. I'm but what what, are, what, are, what upset. Have
0: done? you know. They've gone and and Wagner's left in a, I think yes. a interesting decision. There's no ill will. He's done on his own terms. they brought in this uh former Dortmund youth coach, right? Uh, Jan Sievert. And yep. it seems like they're planning for the future. They've accepted it, and they've gone positive. And for us, listen, I don't want us to accept relegation because a part of me still believes, however unlikely, we, we, we can stay up. But I don't know. I think if with the honest saying about Allardyce, I think some of that is appealing because a last ditch okay. attempt to stay in the league. But at the same time, I think we can, we can do something different. We can say, listen, we can let Ranieri go, but we can appoint a manager who both has a chance to keep us up but also will stick with us for the long term if we don't stay up, which is why I'm, I'm hesitant for Allardyce because I know he has a good track record of coming and fixing up teams. However, he just seems to me like another Ranieri. Ranieri was brought in to right the ship, shore up our defense, and motivate the players, and he's not done that. And he's probably going to leave if we, get, if we get relegated. I
1: yeah. want to
0: bring in a character who we know is going to stay with us no matter what happens next year, right, and that will build us back up. And if we get another third manager in here, like we did Magat, and he stays and ruins us, you know, we just need a fresh start. And that's why I don't think I don't think can provide
1: us that fresh start next season. Okay. That's very interesting there, Max. All right, guys, let's get into this. Let's get it over with. Let's start with the starting eleven and the eighteen overall. I've already mentioned that film went with uh, three center backs, basically a back five. So Giannis, your thoughts on the starting eleven and the eighteen overall. Yuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean Couple of things: Cess not in the lineup again. Kenny out wide again. I was curious to see if Markovic was going to make the 18. Obviously, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Um, same old, same old, really. Um, soon as I saw the formation, I thought, Oh Lord, we could be, we could be in trouble here. Um, and as I said, I mean, we got off to a decent start, and then one individual error, and that's it. But but the first question was just the lineup, and you look, you look, you, it's just... We're not strong enough in depth, breadth, and we're not. You look at the bench, and it's sorry looking. It really, there's really nothing there that can can say, "Well, somebody's going to come on and maybe change the game." Obviously, ca- ca- Boo Boo's gone. So it's 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 thin. It's it's bare. It's it looks what it looks.
1: It, it's not a Premier League squad. No, it's not. It's a Championship squad. It it, it yeah. really is, and we saw that yesterday because what I was thinking, Janice. Again, going back to the lineup and going back to the game. How different is this match from the first time we played Crystal Palace? 2-0, both times. They were professional. They got their goals, and they won the match. They weren't spectacular. They certainly weren't spectacular this time either. And they just did what they did. You know, they they were just a well-drilled team. And we made it easy for them in the second half. That's the way I look at it. And when I saw the lineup, I thought, okay. He's reverting back to how he started the match against Brighton and Hove Albion, and I'm just thinking, why? Why is he doing that? So, Max, your thoughts on that?
0: On the if uh, any, starting if level anything,
1: 18?
0: we've regressed since that first match of the season. I remember back in August, Mitrovic had probably six or seven shots in that first he half. He did. There are times in that first half, Ross, when I was dreaming, and I said, I felt, listen, if we play like this, we can compete in the Premier League, and it justified a lot of that early season optimism. I
1: actually thought we the were, same we were all thing, over them, Max. Right. I, I was there with you, actually. Yeah,
0: exactly. because we were toe-to-toe with Palace, an established Premier League team. Now, fast forward however many months later, half a year later, we didn't offer anything. There was, no, there, was bare, there was no attack, right? And Palace, I think, were even worse. But they deserved the win, you know? In that first match of the season, I don't think that it was probably a draw. It was a fair result. Um Remember, it was kind of a lucky goal, Aha! It was a terrible mistake by Fabry to come out. And Strupp's sure. first strike was actually a, a wonder goal near post. So if anything, we've gone back, which, which is a sad thing to say. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, we've already mentioned the main things about the lineup. I think I agree with everything. Uh, one thing I will say, just a, a small note um, of optimism, we, we will be stronger. You know, We have Nordvite, Markovic, right? These players will come in and provide upgrades. So, we won't have to see the likes of Ayete again. We probably won't see, I don't know, I mean, Reem, Adoy. I think Lamarchand will probably keep his place, I'd say, but one of those other center backs will drop out of the side. So, there will be small improvements. And I think they obviously weren't what we needed, but I think Markovic will come on and he'll do a better substitute job than Ait did. Yeah. And I think he might provide uh competition of Bobble because I think Bobble was one of the really disappointments for me. Um, Against Palace, he did nothing, and I was really expecting him to kind of have a standout match.
1: Okay, very good. And uh, the one thing that I want to add about comparing the first time they played to now is I was also looking at the opening twenty to twenty-five minutes where Fulham played decently, and then something happens, they score a goal, and everything changed. And that happened the first time the teams played as well. And uh, but the second half performance from Fulham, like I mentioned before, was putrid. And we're gonna go through it right now, guys. Let's again. Take off that band We're going to rip it off. So let's start off from the beginning. And, Giannis, I'm going to go to you. We've already discussed this several times. Fulham actually played well in the beginning stages. And you already said this. 11th minute, Mitro misses a header that goes wide, and this is going to happen. But unfortunately, Fulham didn't create anything else. But this was a wonderful opportunity for Mitrovic, and it just should have been an indicator that it wasn't going to be our day, Giannis.
2: Yeah, nine times out of ten he's going to finish that one, and I think he maybe lost sight of where he was in the box, and you could see from his reaction after the header that you he realise he should have put it away. But it's just one chance, you know. It's it's it's, it's uh, there's no reason to, to believe that if the fullbacks are doing their job, they won't get the crosses in to to, to give Mitra the time and the space to, to you know get some headers and get some shots off. Unfortunately, one of the problems really for us this season has been the inability of. The full-backs to do their job and service yeah. the strikers and go up and down the field. They've been susceptible defensively, and when they've been attacking, the service has been putrid at best. Terrible. Yeah, it has, and it's it's just it's just it's 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 not been good enough. So um, it's unfortunate that you know we, we look at that chance, and it's one he, he he knows he should finish, but there weren't many, and that's the problem. They're not they're not doing their job, and and again, I go back to Tony Khan. We knew that we needed a right back. We probably needed an upgrade at left back, and we've done absolutely nothing about it. And um, someone who could do at least cross the, get the ball in the box, and they and they couldn't do that. So um, what you got is often we have games like this with slim pickings. And had we scored, it's
1: probably a completely different game. But we didn't,
2: and uh, unfortunately, well, the rest was history.
1: It was, Giannis, and it didn't need to be that way, but that was Fulham's best opportunity. Again, we're going to talk about it. No shots on target, but this was the closest that they got, and it was uh, unfortunate that Mitro missed. He's more often than not going to score, but you need to be creating more. And like I mentioned in the major reaction, and I've heard it time and time again, Ranieri wants more crosses in the box, and I agree with him, but they have to be quality crosses in the box, and the service that he's getting is just not good enough. That's the bottom line. All right, Max, I'm going to give you the honors. I'm sorry I have to give you the honors of talking about the handball for Cyrus Christie. Let's walk us through this, my friend.
0: So, when, when you're a right back and you're up against a physical center forward, you know it's going to be a battle. So, naturally, if I'm Cyrus Christie, I just throw my hands in the air to show my exasperation because, uh, oh, Ben Tech is a big lad. I don't really fancy defending him. So let me just, oh, let me just swing my, oh, oh I hit my hands. That's a pound me. What on earth is he thinking? And it's it's just baffling because if you're going up against a player, if you're jumping, let's say you're going, why are your hands in the air like that when you're jumping? That's not even a natural jumping position. And just and then the ball's there and you just, you just let him push your hand to the ball. I can't even begin to describe what he's going through um, because there's no explanation for it. It's... It's, it's a schoolboy error, but then that's probably an insult, as people have said in the show, to, to people who play it at the youth level. There's no, there's, no, there's no excuse for that type of lapse, right? And it's not the first time we've seen Cyrus Christie do it. We've seen him do it 10s, 15 times all season probably, and it's cost us a lot of goals. But at the end of the day, that is an individual error. And it's almost like we probably should have strengthened our fullback positions over the entire month. It's almost like that probably should have been the first priority. I, I don't... But I don't, I don't possibly know how to, Tony Khan could have said that because that's a really tough thing to look at from the stats. You, know? you really got to look very deep, very precise analysis. I'll cut him some slack there. Um, but let's shift this to Ranieri because I think there are two big issues with this team, right? It's the individual errors, which has plagued for them all season long. And under Slavisa, Anir, Ranieri, same thing. There's been no improvement under that. No. You can't fix that as a manager. What the manager can do, right, is fix the team he selects, the substitutions he makes, and the type of encouragement he gives. That's what the manager can do. And although Rainier can't be blamed for what the moment of badness from Christie, the yep. terrible positional awareness, he can be blamed for the subs he made and for the subs he didn't make, and also the formation he played. So part of me wants to blame this on the individual players, which it is. But another part has to look at the manager because he's so severely lacking in, in judgment right now. It's It's baffling.
1: Okay, excellent there. Max, and uh, I want to share this, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but right after Fulham signed Cyrus Christie, I got a message from Andy Buckley-Taylor, who was uh, a Darby County supporter, and he told me basically, I I don't remember the exact message, but he was telling me he's not good enough. He told me that outright, he he is not good enough for us. You're not going to be happy with Cyrus Christie. And uh, Andy was right a year ago. He turned out to be right, you know, and uh, it's unfortunate because is he good enough for the championship? I don't know. That It's a great question. Cyrus so Christie good enough for the championship. I don't know. But right now we have a bunch of championship players and it's um, embarrassing to watch the individual errors over and over again. And that's the difference between the Premier League and the championship. You know, we're seeing way too many of these. You can understand some, but it happens over and over again. All right. Let's move on. And, again, the rest of the half, there really isn't much really to say. I mean, you have the opportunity, the great opportunity from Benteke in in the 36th minute where he hits the crossbar. It could have very easily been 2-0 at that point. And then later on, in the 44th minute, Mitro does have a header that goes over, but not really a great opportunity. And then let's just move right to the second half. And, Giannis, I'm going to go to you. Here was the big move for Claudio Ranieri. He brings on Vieto for Tim Ream. What were your thoughts when he did this? Did you, th- did you think this was going to work at the time? It didn't, Yeah, but I did. did you think it was going to work? Yeah, I did, ha- I did
2: actually. Um, I thought in in light of what had happened on Tuesday night, I think that Vieto would probably consider himself a little unlucky not to make the starting lineup. And yeah. um, Ream right now seems to be Ranieri's punching bag in terms of uh, – substitutions i don't i thought he did okay in the first half to be honest but he brought vietto on to add a a bit more attack but he didn't he didn't get a lot of service um and as long as you had kearney and the poor fellow kearney's playing out wide and every time he's getting the ball he's looking to cutting across the middle but then that's the effort of having to cut across the middle and of course palace picked up on that yep and the service to vietto was just just not good enough and um it, 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 Again, you know, if you say keys to the game, the key yep. to the game, in many ways, is the decision to start Kenny White. He had to start in the middle. That's and, why
1: I keep going back to that, yes I, I yeah, can't get away from that.
2: It's, it's, a, it's such a baffling move because I haven't spoken to anyone or seen anyone on, on social media who said, yeah, that was a good move. So if because we all see it,
1: we know all, all see Amateurs. it. That's driving me crazy. Yeah. We all know it. I knew yeah. it three years ago with Tom Kennedy, when Tom Kennedy was played out wide. Why doesn't Claudio Ranieri see it? I I, I, I don't know.
2: I, I I, wish I knew. I don't know. I think maybe he's just lost the plot. And that is why I'm hoping, you know, the Khans look at this. You know, really look at this this weekend. Let's say, okay, we've got another week of training and da-da-da and Nordvite and, and Markovic come in and say, look, is this is this group of athletes responding, and are we alienating slash isolating our best players? You know, and the answer would be yes. I mean, the biggest problem I still think now in terms of future is Sessignon. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cess's confidence is shot. He needs to, he needs to play. Kenny needs to play in the middle, and it just I don't know. And it's it's just it's a head scratcher, and Really, Palace didn't have to do a lot yesterday to win.
1: No, they certainly didn't.
2: And, and, and it was—I mean, if, if Benteke's goal would have gone in, it would have been—it would have been an absolute worldy, um, sensational effort. But he's been struggling to get goals although he's You know, coming back from injury, they didn't have their best player in Zaha, and and yet—and I don't think they're back for as much cop. And yet, we still struggle to break them to do. Any, we weren't even—we weren't even penetrating from the midfield. And Sarri, too often, more often than not, was getting caught in the ball. Chambers was doing his usual stuff, working hard. But it was really, it was forlorn from the first minute.
1: Yeah, it it was really bad. And, Max, I'm going to go to you, because I think the best way to talk about the second half is just the non-aggressive nature of Fulham, because they have all this possession, but it's like, basically, they're really not going anywhere, nowhere to really hurt Crystal Palace. They were comfortable. They were seriously comfortable. There was... Nothing really going on. And here's something that stands out to me. And listen, Crystal Palace had some good opportunities to score. You have the opportunity the 54th minute by uh, Jordan Ayew, and it was a nice save by Rico. I think Rico obviously kept Fulham in the match. 65th minute, Rico saves Schlupp. And again, you have these opportunities. And in the 72nd minute, Sako just misses. So they were dodging real Issues here in the second half. And the one thing that stands out to me, I'm, I'm just going to give you one stat because this to me is a mind numbing stat. Corners, Max. Remember how many corners Crystal Palace had? They had 11, 11 to 1. And it just seemed like over and over and over again. That's credit to Crystal Palace because they kept the pressure on. So, what are your thoughts about everything that led up before the goal that ended the match, basically?
0: It just, there wasn't anything there, you know. There were no moments when you felt no turning points. Um, oh. You felt that, that we that we kick into it. And that was just so depressing about it, was that you knew that we had it in us to come back from, from a fight back. Because we just saw it a couple of days ago against Brighton. Um, but no player stepped up. No one looked like a leader out there. No one changed the match. And that's what really gives me the, the least hope for the season, because we need to win away matches to stay in this division. Right? Absolutely. We won away match all season. It's February the third. That's a disgrace. I mean I remember back when we in the Premier League in, in, in the twenty tens, right? That was kind of our, our thing, is that we were always so poor on the road. We'd go away and, and, and even if we're winning, we chat, you know, how shy must you be? We're winning away. That was another <laughs> great chance I remember going to win matches in the Marquez era and yep. in the Marniola era too. And we've taken that to the next level this season. There just doesn't seem to be any type of spark, any type of knowledge, any type of know-how of how to go to another team's stadium and get a result. And and that's just baffling, because Ranieri should know how to do that from all his years of experience. These players have won away in the championship. They've won away in different teams. And they come here, and they just don't know what to do. If you look at the matches we have to go to, the biggest one for me is Southampton away.
1: Yeah. Massive. They have to win that. They absolutely have to win that. Exactly.
0: And I see no reason... Why we can win it? Because we just don't seem to have an effective game plan to play away from home. It's 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 amazing. It's taken until February. Well, it's not taken to February. It hasn't been addressed, and it's still February. I, I don't know where it's going to come from.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you just nailed it, Max. They have to win on the road. There are two road matches coming yeah. up, and honestly, they probably need to win both of them. And and, and the Oasis and support, it's likely that they're going to not the Oasis win even has been one of them. He was fantastic all season. So for
0: for anyone to say, oh, it has to be the atmosphere. That's completely wrong because I think one of the biggest credits to foam supporters this season has been they've traveled home and away, oh, they've, one in particular, and been, they've been great. by far the best set of supporters, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Listen, the foam supporters have been excellent, Max. Yeah. They're not the issue. Exactly. They don't deserve this. Exactly. and cause it, cause Sorry, it seems, they don't deserve so, this. They don't
0: deserve it at all. And it seems, you know, when I think of why why do people, why, why do teams play so differently home versus away, an argument that's often brought up as well. You're in a different stadium. It's more imposing atmosphere. You don't have your home fans behind you. If anything, I'd say probably the away support has been more encouraging than sometimes it is at the cottage because those you are the diehard fans who travel. Facts. I heard the away.
1: foam fans throughout the match. They were loud. I'm exactly. just telling you. So they it's were the loud. They were the into players. it. It's the players, and, and it's inexcusable. Yeah. It comes it comes down to them. And you know, and I, I just want to mention because I think this is a key moment in the match. Cyrus Christie gets hurt, and now foam actually get worse because they bring on Timothy Fosun. I <laughs> already mentioned that kind of because – That was an opportunity maybe to do something different. But if you thought that it couldn't get worse, it actually did get worse when Cyrus Christie came off. And, Giannis, I'm going to give you the honors of talking about the goal that put this match away. It was a rebound off of a shot from Batchwide that Jeffrey Shulop put in the back of the net. It was a good save by Sergio Rico. But anyone that watches it, tell me a full defender you see anywhere near... Schluck, I didn't see one, my friend. Your thoughts? I think Goodison Cat was closer to
2: Schluck than the defenders were, <laughs> and he was three hundred miles away. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, and I, 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 you know, but it's a bit scary, isn't it? Really, you know, the, the transfer window and at the eleventh hour, they pick up Butcheri, and you go, oh no, he's, you know, he's going to, he's going to play a part. He and did all groaning when he comes on. go, Oh, here we go. And there was a lovely yeah. shot. Very, I think a very, very good save by Rico. Very, very fine save. Yeah, but it's the, not, his fault. not No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. And the defenders are standing there like bloody lemons. And, um, and it's gone in the back of the net, and that's the end of that. Yeah. and that is over the, the, at that point. Yeah. And the, and the look on, on Ranier's face said, I'm just full on fans. It's growing. This this, this, we've just come to a really poor... Well, Sellers Park's a bit of a dive, to be honest. Um, it's 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 a, it looks more or less the same thirty years ago. And we've yeah. come to play a team who um on the basis of Tuesday night's second half we've got a chance of getting something out of it. That's why I predicted one one before. I'd have actually been happy with a point. Um but you know, two nothing and that's it really. Uh, six minutes of of um it six it was six minutes of injury time, but we didn't, we could have played six hundred minutes of
1: didn't matter uh,
2: injury because it was a, the Tompkins injury. They weren't um, going to
1: score. Didn't matter. They, they could have given them an additional thirty minutes. They weren't going to score. Yeah, that's, that's the bottom line.
2: Yeah, Tom. Tom you look at Tomkins. You know, he, he got he got a crack on the, the accidental D- D- Mitrovic headed him in the headed him caught him with the back, and he still wanted to play on. And um, you know, that's Can testament. I just
1: ask you about that real quick, Giannis? Because I thought about it at the time. And again, this doesn't take anything away from Crystal Palace winning this match. My first thought is what's he doing still playing in this match because of, again, he banged his head. Sorry. I I have to say it. When are they going to take more concern over players? I don't care which team, if it happened to a phone player, I'd be saying the same thing. What are your thoughts on that? Because my first thought was he shouldn't be returning. They should be replacing him.
2: I think that's a very good point. And, um, the only thing I can think of is that they, they undertook concussion protocol and, and I, determined that he was okay. Okay. Um, but but I if that's I've been the case, that. that's he
1: fine. Did, but that was the first thought that went through my mind.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it did look a mess, though. I mean, it did look a mess. and, and, and But then Tompkins, I, I've, I've always liked him, uh, you know, yeah. not just a past, but when he was at West Ham, he's a he's a good, honest pro. Oh, he is. And he'll, he'll give you everything he's got. And uh, it was disappointing that, uh, you know, that, A lot of our players didn't show that fight. But then again, I'm going to go back to decision making from the bench. Although something you said earlier about um, the Christie thing, the one thing I will say to defend Ranieri is how in hell's name can you ever, you can't have control over a guy that's going to go up for a header, sticking his arm out like he's waiting for a bus. Yeah. Because as a manager or as a coach, I mean, you want to run. You really want to run across the right white lines and cuff him across the head. And what are you, what are you doing? But you can't. And that's the, and that's one of the frustrating things. To be honest, he, he should, should know
1: better. Again, I keep going back to this. It's a championship player. He shouldn't be yeah. out there.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, I know. But the, and that now goes back to the cards because we've got no. We've got no one. Yeah. And if you've got no one, you might as well bring Steve Sesson. Or, I was just about to say. You just
1: read my mind. If it's so bad, why not give Steven Session a shot? You can't do any worse than Cyrus Christie and Timothy fosu at this point. Why Absolutely. not? Absolutely. And, and you know what? You could
2: put Goodison Cat on one side. And <laughs> I understand there's a new animal that, that might be signed up, King Power Pigeon from today. <laughs> um, and, and he could go on the other side. And, and he, you know, they might not yep. be very big players, but they'll yep. give you lots of energy. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny then, my friend. All right. Let's move on. We have to wrap up the show because it's it's very depressing on Super Bowl Sunday for me, Yannis to be talking about this. <laughs> but let's go through the stats. Let's see what they tell us, okay? Here are the stats from this match. Very interesting. Possession in favor of Fulham, 63% to 37% for Crystal Palace. Total shots, this is revealing 17 to 8 in favor of Crystal Palace. On target. Crystal Palace had six. Fulham had a big, whopping zero. Nothing. Corners, as I mentioned before, 11 to one. Favorite Crystal Palace. That's a telling stat for me. Crosses, 27 for Crystal Palace and 21 bad ones for Fulham. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Let's see, what else do we have here? Let's go to passing accuracy 76% for Crystal Palace. This is a good stat for Fulham, usually. 85%. But ask yourself, how much of that was attacking? It couldn't have been that much because a oh. lot of those passes really went nowhere. It was, it was really a road to nowhere on Saturday. And fouls, 12 to 9 in favor of Fulham. Max, I'll go to you first. What stands out to you from the full time stats? I mean, the no shots on target.
0: It's embarrassing. And yeah. ugh, it, it's kind of the biggest takeaway for me from the Rieri era which is uh, kind of tough to swallow, but although I think as a whole, he's turned around in a defense in a big way, has he worsened the attack? Um, and it, it's something to consider because you know one of my main argu- arguments was Slavisa. Emilio
1: has been talking about the, the yeah. lack yeah. of attack yeah. for a Absolutely while right, That's right.
0: But also, listen, we, we can't make a Slavisa nostalgic revisionist argument because if you remember, the last matches of, of the Slavisa era um, were really characterized by nothing in an attack, and kind of an emotionless attack, with is kind of passing for the sake of passing, no penetration, no forward runs, right? So we can't just say, oh, we've lost the Slavisa attack. There was nothing in the Premier League for Slavisa either. So let, let's not say that. But what we can say is that there doesn't seem, there doesn't seem to be anything with Renieri either, right? There doesn't seem to be a game plan. Um, you know, we saw glimpses of it in the matches against Southampton with that really quick penetrative forward passing play, which we thought would provide the basis for what we're never to do in the future, but that's shown to be false. That was a false dawn. We saw glimpses against Brighton, but that's also shown to be almost the players reverting back to the best of Slavisa, right? But that does not seem to be um, an impetus from the manager. So for me, I just don't know what our attacking ethos is right now other than pump balls in the box or Mitrovic, which is not a terrible idea, but we don't want the players to do that quite frankly, because there's no really quality in, in attacking service. So, that's my biggest takeaway. Absolutely. Take line, no you don't shots have the players target, to do it.
1: The and, you're, and that's what you're trying to do.
0: <laughs> exactly. Without
1: Okay, very good. Over to you, Giannis. What stands out to you from the full-time stats? We didn't score a bloody goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually a good stat didn't to look score a at. goal. And,
2: and if we – I mean, we've had a slice of luck we could have done it early.
1: You know, no shots
2: on net and two own goals, but, of course, that wasn't going to happen because we've got to get the ball in the bloody box. But, no, I mean – just, I mean, it's, it's, what what do you do? No shots on that. You're not going to win any games. And the the best you can get is a draw. And, um, you know, as Max said at the start, I'm in Palace. Palace are a functional team with some good players that maybe should be a little higher than they are. If only because they've got some good players, but they're disciplined and they don't get ruffled. But they're functional, like you
1: said. That's who they are. They're They're functional.
2: That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We're we're dysfunctional. We're dysfunctional. (laughs) We 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 really we well we are. We 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 we, you know we we can't defend. We don't create enough chances. I I believe the second half in a way against Brighton was an aberration. It was just one of those things where did they just score four in a game? Let alone four and a half. I mean, it's yesterday. Will the real Fulham stand up? I think we saw it yesterday. In the second half in particular, we just – we never, ever looked like troubling them. And that was the worst bit. It was not like the last 10 minutes suddenly panic stations and start pushing bodies forward and throw – no. It was like we just gave up.
1: Yeah. It's funny, Giannis. When you really look at it, the outlier is is the second half against Brighton hall It It's the aberration. It it just – everything else has been the exact opposite. I just – Thought after that that this is what we would see, and uh, boy, was I wrong. I mean, we basically reverted back to type, and it's very sad to watch this season, It's it's gone from bad to worse. So, Giannis, I'm gonna go back to you. Yeah, give me a rating for Claudio Ranieri. Um,
2: <laughs> zero. Okay,
1: uh, I don't know. Can I... Can I, I second
2: that? By the way, can I second absolutely. that? Absolutely, I can't. I can't think of where to give him a point. Again, if I had a tinker, I could give him a point, but <laughs> I, I can't think of where you. The, the, the lineup, the, the lineup was wrong. The positions were wrong. The sub, well, the other thing, I understand. Christie's got injured, but you know, Cessignon being benched, IET coming on. Yeah, I know, I'm an IET boo boy, but so be it. Um, where's Coley wardrobe? Uh, I, <laughs> it, it was, no, I can't give him, I can't justify a point. I can't do it. it goes against my moral purpose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Max, over to you. You always seem to give a point. Are you going to give a point here? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sticking with Giannis. I'm giving a zero.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to seem like they're in the area, uh, a fanboy here. No, I, I'm not going to, honestly, I'm not going to give him a rating because I just don't think he deserved one, to be fair. Um, yeah, second everything you guys said there's so much so much stuff he got wrong there and the worrying thing is that i don't think he's going to realize it i really do think he's a very strong-willed man very yeah. much in the mold i think of the he believes what he believes very much That's... in the mold of the cannabis i would say in that yeah he's gonna find it very hard to admit he's wrong and i just cannot really see the formation changing
1: And what's funny about that, Max, is that usually someone that tinkers as much as he does, because I know managers and coaches that change things up when things don't work, I would think that they'd be able to admit that they're wrong. I don't think he's one of those people that can admit that they made a mistake. Because I think he's made a lot of mistakes here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean and I think his you know, his Tinkerman, that's not what he's known as. But I think he's almost adopted a different personality for this job at Fulham because he's seen himself as a firefighter almost, and he thinks that the only way to fight this fire is with that five at the back at all costs. So that's almost the biggest tinker, is that he's unwilling to, to change it from the start. He'll go on at halftime and and ring in wholesale changes. Right. But I think he's said to himself, he's determined, we need to stop shipping goals, we need to get a clean sheet first, and then build. So that, right. that's what I think his philosophy is, and that's why he's really steadfast. Right, it.
1: right. and he played a conservative, and it really just bit him in the behind because he then he thought he could then become more aggressive when they're down a goal and things would happen like they did against Brighton and Hove Albion, except that, as Giannis said, the team that they played is a serviceable team that is professional and they just do their job and they were difficult to break down. So it was useless at that point. If you started that way, maybe things would have been different, but that's what he decided to do. He reverted back to type and we got what we deserved, nothing. Yeah. And if you can't tell, I'm still pretty angry, and it's been a day later. But listen, you know, it's funny. I usually feel better after doing these shows, Max. I say this to you all the time. I, I feel better. I actually feel worse. I can <laughs> I'm going to say that. because
0: you know why, Russ? I think this is why? the first time that relegation is finally setting it into our minds. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, I'm, I'm always the, the eternal optimist. I think you're with me there. Yana's I am.
1: But this I just don't see it right now. We're kind of accepting that yeah. it's not yeah. going to happen this season.
0: And that's what's so uh, that's what's so disappointing.
1: I think you, you just nailed it, Max. I've accepted it. And that's why I'm angry because I finally got to the point where I realized that it's going to happen and uh, I don't want to see it happen. And uh, even though, like I've written on friends of foam, I don't think it's the end of the world to go to the championship, but it does hurt to get relegated another time. And uh, it's just. This match, for me, was the worst of the season. I can't believe I'm saying that because the Huddersfield-Town match was was horrible. I just think this was worse because I think this put the nail in the coffin for me, if that makes any sense, guys. This is when it all ended for me. And I'm thinking like Giannis now. Play some of the youngsters. Why not play Luca Della Torre while we're at it? Where has he been? You know, why not play some youngsters? Get, Get him some experience. You know, yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't know what they're doing because whatever that Ranieri doing right now is just not good enough. Anyways, great show, guys. You know, even though I don't feel any better, guys did an excellent job. Giannis, thank you so yeah. much for doing this today.
2: Yeah, Ross, we didn't pick a man of the
1: match. <laughs> I, I did that on purpose, Giannis, uh, honestly. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Would you like to give a man of the match?
2: Tony, I, Khan. I, I, Tony
1: Khan, Tony
2: Khan. I'm actually, yes, yes, I'm going to give a man of the match. I will give a man of the match. So know, okay. Unbelievable. Is it. My man of the match is going to be Callum Chambers. I thought yesterday okay. he covered every blade of grass. This guy is an absolute workhorse, and he's one of the few players really that came off the field with any sort of credit. Um, and okay, fair enough. I, and you know what? He's going to back to, when he goes back to Arsenal, he's going to go back a better player. Um yeah. and he's what somebody who's obviously the good thing that I like I like about him is he fights for the cause and uh Yes,
1: he does. Uh, he I, he is he, a fighter. That that's actually a positive yeah. to take out of that. Max, your the thoughts worst, on on
2: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah my Love, worst oh,
2: player our worst player yep. yesterday
1: –
2: am I'm gonna have to our worst player yesterday. Okay. Was the was the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> except except the uh, would oh, give reconciliation <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Rico good Rico save, Mitra's tried hard. Yeah. Um, but it just, it was, it was an absolute squib. Yeah. And um, if yeah. Tony Khan, I hope Tony, Tony Khan better have thick skin because he's got more arrows coming at in now, not just in terms of what happened with the transfer deadline. Let's yeah. not forget that. I mean, that was, that was a squib. Followed by this. Um, you know what? You live by the sword, you die by the sword. And the, the moral of the story is, if you can't do a job yourself because of lack of experience, don't do it. Get someone else who can do the job.
1: Totally oh, agree. You know your strengths and your weaknesses, my friend. And yep. some of the best leaders surround themselves with good people. Yep. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have good people around him. He does underneath them. But I think he needs someone either on his level or someone to assist him on how it all works. Because – Right now he needs – you know, and again, he, they have this with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a Tom Coughlin there. Why not have that type of person at Fulham Football Club?
2: Agreed. I Absolutely they, agreed. I it's not his first that. priority.
1: It's not his first priority. And for every single fan who
0: goes out and pays a hard-earned money to see the team play, for every single fan internationally he wakes up at whatever hour in the morning to watch his team play, yeah. Fulham is their first priority. They love Fulham. We live and die by Fulham. And Tony Khan can go back to wrestling, can go back to the Jaguars. Can go back to whatever nice plush lifestyle he has um, with his father's money. But at the end of the day, Fulham fans can't do that. And that's what no. he fails to understand. He can say he can multitask all he wants. That might be true, but you can't multitask for a club that we love because that's just not good enough. We need your undivided attention. And if he can't give that, and he's shown he can't give that, he should step
2: away. Okay. Um, and look at all the, and Russ. Look at all the yep. look at all the jerseys we look at the jerseys we buy look at all the merchandise we buy, the programs we buy the the, 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 the podca- this incredible podcast that you put together all the stuff that in social media all of us you know whether we, whether you know we, whether we like each other or not we disagree or we agree, we all love Fulham. We Absolutely. all have a vested interest in this club and we 're not part time fans. this goes back decades and decades and you know players loved and lost and fans and family loved and lost this is what it's all about and it's it's not just about this season it's about you know it's it's our heritage and how we feel about our I club. And, and i hate to think of it, it's almost bastardized by this this haphazard approach of you know reactivity that has put us in this position because that's what's happened and yeah. that's where we are now we are the team that we are by right we are the 19th worst team in this division, and frankly, we should be the 20th.
1: Okay, and listen, I understand everything that you said, and uh, I'm going to share this with you, and I've kind of kept this to myself because, you listen, I respect Tony. He's come on this show, and and I appreciate when he did come on this show, but if he's going to accept the praise, he should also accept the criticism. But I'm going to share this with you. This is just me. It bothered me. Fulham are playing a derby against Chelsea at Stanford Bridge. And, yes, I know he doesn't need to be there, but it bothered me, guys, that later that day, he was shown in the box with Tom Coughlin at a Jaguars game. Now, I understand that they own both teams, but you are the director of football for Fulham Football Club. You are playing a derby. Your club is playing a derby against your local rival, and you are at a Jaguars game. It bothered me, Giannis. And I'm finally yep. saying it a couple months later. That bothered me. And it's sitting with me for the past couple months with everything going on. What is your priority? Max just said it. You can multitask all you want, but your number one priority is phone football club. It should be.
0: And, and I, yeah. I don't think everyone's questioning he loves the club. I think what we saw... I'm not questioning Twitter, it either. I'm not, I am not. I really do believe Tony Khan cares about Fulham.
1: I know he does.
0: And and, and, and that's why I think a lot of the attacks can kind of be construed as personal. It's not at all. I think Tony Khan loves Fulham. And I, and I think he's sincerely trying to do the best job he can. But at the end of the day, he has to realize, because he loves Fulham, because of his passion and his respect for this club, he needs to realize that he's not doing a good enough job because he simply can't do three jobs at once, right? He can't be involved with the wrestling, with the Jaguars and with Fulham. No man can do that. No matter if you think you're the smartest guy on the face of the earth, you just can't. And, and that's just simple common sense. There's nothing personal about that attack. It's saying you can't do these high pressure jobs at once because it's clearly not working. And sure, you've had successes. But if you're going to be in the Premier League, the, I'm going to say it, the most demanding sports league in the entire world you have to give your full and undivided attention, and it's clear. It's clear he doesn't have that at full.
1: Well, listen. The way that I look at it, I mean, I'm thinking about someone that I follow very closely, Bill Belichick, about to coach in another Super Bowl. This would be like Bill Belichick coaching the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, and then the next day preparing to be the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Which, again, you can't. You can't do. You you are going to be doing one or the other. You know, you're going to put all your efforts into one thing, and and that for him is the New England Patriots. He is invested in all facets of the New England Patriots. And, again, with Tony Khan, I just want him to be extremely invested, and Fulham comes first. And for me, if Fulham comes first, what are you doing in a local derby, not at Stanford Bridge? Instead, you are at a Jaguars game. Sorry, I, I I have to bring it up one last time that just got underneath my skin. All right. Wait, end the show guys. talking about Tony Khan, but I guess that's the frustration we all have. All right. Thank you, I hope yes. you enjoy your game today. It's a big game, obviously
2: here in North America with the, the Super Bowl, And, Thank you. um, it should make the best team win. And let's hope it's thoroughly entertaining. And tomorrow morning is another morning and who knows what news will come. And, um, and let's just keep supporting Fulham and hope that uh, a miracle is possible.
1: Okay, excellent there, Giannis. Max, thank you as always for doing the show.
0: Sure, and, and just uh, one last note um, about Fulham. I'd have to say best of luck to Marcus Bednelli. I think the news came out today that he's going to have a knee operation or something with his, his leg. He's a serious injury, long-term injury, and that's why you know, he's, wow. he's out of the squad. Fabry's come in for second choice, but uh, I saw reports on Twitter that he'll be out for the remainder of the season, so I really wish,
1: wish him well in his recovery. Just glad so that you so mentioned so that, I wish them all the best. Great job there, my friend, for mentioning that. Well, listen, we need to wrap up this show. For Max Cohen and Yashin, I'm Russ Cohen. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDucket share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.